Hey folks, it's the Gelatine Dream Fat Mac, and I'm here putting camera phones in your toilet. <laughs> I don't even got nothing to come back after that. Uh, my name is Pasty, and I'm glad to be here. Day late, a dollar short. Got some cuts to talk about today. Got some gimmick matches to talk about today. Got some uh, uh, some big news, some big AEW news coming up, folks. So get ready for yeah. that one. Huge, as the former president would say. It's kind of been a crazy week. There's been a lot going on, and at the same point, like it's all very condensed into certain things, like condensed milk. It's just not that great. Yes, <laughs> or like a zombie lumberjack match. It's yes. Uh, and there was a zombie lumberjack match pasty at the WrestleMania backlash paper. The first ever WrestleMania backlash pay-per-view oh pasty. So is this WrestleMania backlash one then? This is the is, first is it, ever WrestleMania is, backlash. Is it 34? No, this is the first ever WrestleMania 37 backlash one pay-per-view. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? I know you watched that pay-per-view. Tell us uh, I, uh, at the, uh, go ahead. Oh boy. <laughs> so yes, at WrestleMania 37 backlash one, the pay-per-view, there was a lumberjack match featuring zombies as the outside lumberjacks. And this was a match. It was Miz versus, um, uh, Damian Priest. Yes, Damian Priest. And this has been going on forever and it needs to stop. And they're already like making me not even want to watch Damian Priest stuff. WWE is just, just good at that. They make me they not are. care about wrestlers I really liked. And it's, it's, terrible. I know, right? <laughs> Come to WWE where you'll make millions and no one will know who you are. <laughs> right. No one will forget you existed. Uh, well, some have called this match the latest sign that Vince McMahon is out of touch with the current wrestling landscape. Some say it is the death of WWE. <laughs> some enjoyed the show. But the heart of the matter is that the match was part of a huge and lucrative partnership with Warner Media, specifically for Zack Snyder's Dave Batista starring movie, Army of the Dead. Sounds like a <clears throat> a ripoff of uh, Bruce Campbell's Army of Darkness, right? But you know, well, yeah, it did see seem that WWE received a big million dollar payday for the Army of the Dead sponsorship deal that led to the Zombies Lumberjack match, which saw Damian Priest actually beat The Miz. You know why they made Zombies be the Lumberjacks in a wrestling match? Because only wrestling fans like shitty things like zombie movies. <laughs> yeah, as, as Shotzi Blackheart once said, uh, wrestling fans and horror fans are very similar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the Army of the Dead WWE sponsorship deal actually included the zombie match. That was part of the deal. It also had commercials for the movie that, that aired during the pay-per-view. And... Dave Batista narrating the opening video package for the show, which is a pretty big return. And that's especially relevant because, as noted a moment ago, the former WWE champion Batista stars in that movie, 
which hit Netflix on Friday the 21st, just yesterday as we're recording this. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. I already wasted my time watching this shit show. <laughs> Dude, both both uh, Johnny and The Miz were eaten by zombies in this match. Yes, yes. And, and Johnny was on Raw the following night, fighting in a normal lumberjack match against Damian Priest. I, I ain't going to lie, though. I did like when uh, both Damian and Miz uh, escaped the, the quote-unquote zombies. And then yeah. Miz wanted a high five. <laughs> they survived the zombies. You know, there's there there. Uh, are we talking about the Miz in this? Or are we waiting for the injury report? Well, let's go ahead and finish this up, and we'll, and, and then we can then we can kind of then we can kind of riff right. on it a little bit afterwards. All right. Uh, it was also noted by Ringside News that WWE President and Chief Revenue Officer Nick Khan spearheaded the deal, which involved Warner Bros., Netflix, Zack Snyder, and Dave Bautista. God, sounds like one great cocaine party. I don't know. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it was then confirmed by F4WOnline.com that Khan brokered a deal, which was in excess of $1 million, which kind of chump changed in the WWE system. Uh, but there's no official word yet on exactly how much the sponsorship was worth for WWE. Yeah, and besides criticism from fans, though, Pasty, there were some additional negative aspects of the WrestleMania backlash zombies. WWE was ripped by more than one mainstream media outlet over the use of the zombies. Bray Wyatt poked fun at the angle, <laughs> as did AEW star Chris Jericho. And as a pasty was starting to allude to, the Miz suffered an injury during the match. Not so there was uh, positives and negatives. The zombies were actually made up of NXT wrestlers. Those wrestlers were Jake Atlas, Zion Quinn, Eichmann Jiro, Ari Sterling, Asher Hale, August Gray, Bronson Rex Steiner, Joe Gacy, Drew Casper, Jacob Casper, Cal Bloom. Matty Wahlberg, Joe Ariola, which I cannot wait to see his gimmick, <laughs> Chance Barrow, as well as Scotty Too Hotty, pasty. Scotty Too Hotty is the one thing they did right here, dude. If you're going to do a zombie lumberjacks match, do it with all your fucking retired legends and have them get all zombied out. That would be kind of cool. That would make sense in a wrestling situation, I think. Maybe. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. One thing everyone seems to agree on is this zombie makeup looked especially good, and it should have, as it was done by Tom Savini's Coliseum Studios. If you don't know, Savini has done makeup and special effects for films such as the 1990 remake of Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Friday the 13th of the Dead, <laughs> Creep Show. Monkey Shines, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Tales from the Dark Side, From Dusk Till Dawn, Planet Terror, Machete, Machete Kills, Django Unchained, and even Twisted Sisters stage performances. Yeah, anybody who's uh, into horror movies know Tom Savini. I tell you, this, uh, this Miz injury has me very excited. For Morrison? No, well, I mean... Yes, but at the same point, bro, Miz is going to be Johnny Cage. He's filming. <laughs> He's filming it now. 
that's, you know, there's that's a lot what of people I read actually, there's a lot of people actually behind him being Johnny Cage. And it's like, I, I won't be upset that's if who he's, he's been Cage, portraying since he came into wrestling. Like, he's uh, been Johnny Cage. He's, he's not a believable Johnny Cage, but I don't want Ryan Reynolds as Johnny Cage. And he put his name out there. I guess I don't, I don't want know. Ryan Reynolds, but I, I'd take him over. Uh, I'd take him over Miz probably. Just make more Deadpool movies. That's all he needs to do. That's that's uh, it. That's his life now. Fucking aviation, gin, and Deadpool movies. That's all. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, I will say this for this whole zombie uh, lumberjack match. It's it's doing what it was meant to do. It is ra- it is raising awareness of this movie because everybody's been fucking talking about it, both in and out of the wrestling circle, and it's making WWE money. So, uh, and let's be honest, this is far from the worst thing WWE's ever fucking done. It's far from the worst <laughs> thing that any wrestling promotion has done. Right? You know? Yeah. So it's, I I I've seen worse stuff done for free and just out of bad creative than <laughs> than this i did make sure to go back and watch this just to see it and it was meh i mean it was corny it was as good as any lumberjack match though but yeah as far as the, the zombies match, knew the rules at least yeah as far as the in-ring match i thought it was yeah just as good as any other lumberjack match which, which isn't usually a great match but i just can't believe both the miz and john morrison were killed in this match they're dead now you know that John Morrison, the belt collector, but then John Morrison came back, but he wasn't a zombie. He should have been in a zombie in his real lumberjack match with Damian priest. Yeah. I I think it's weird that they gave Damian priest another lumberjack. match. Yeah, I know. It's, it's very weird. So who were the, who were the lumberjacks? Were they NXT guys? Were they WWE guys? Were they, or don't we I don't think know. they were WWE guys. I think they were just raw people. Okay. And then uh, Nikki raw Nikki people. Cross. That's that's what zombies eat are raw people. <laughs> <laughs> They're just enticing the zombies to come back. Have they learned nothing? <laughs> I think Nikki Cross was one of the lumberjacks in that match, though, which was huh. weird. But she insisted, or something like that. I don't know. I don't. I don't watch Raw and SmackDown because ain't nobody that's got time for that now. shit. Too much. Uh, if you do hit us up uh cloud style broadcasting on facebook and uh put in your application to join the podcast so we can cover that because you can just submit a review there you go oh pasty i don't have time for uh or smackdown i don't even have time for nxt anymore but i always got time to go back and check out some history of pro wrestling some old school shit and by gum, in this week in pro wrestling history, we go back 22 years to the glory days of pro wrestling. May 21st, 1999, WWF presented Judgment Day from Louisville, Kentucky. Besides being noted for having only the second televised Iron Man match in WWF history, viewers also seen the return of The Undertaker. But he's looking a bit different as he debuted his american badass biker looking music that pasty loves so much yes so on that card they filmed two sunday night heat pre-show matches except this the song i like is rolling by limp biscuit not american badass by kid rock which one did he oh yeah he did american he started badass with american this. badass yeah. yeah uh they did two month uh sunday night heat shows before the match they used to do that back when sunday night heat was a thing because you know you get your pre-show and get going 
We've seen the British Bulldog defeat Joey Abs and S.A. Rios and Lita defeat Kai and Tai members Taka Michinoku and Funaki. Indeed. In a Sunday Night Heat pre-show match, we also seen the Godfather defeat D'Lo Brown, two former members of the nation. Then we got into the actual card. We've seen Rikishi Fatu and Too Cool defeat Edge Christian and Kurt Angle. By gum, 22 years ago, we seen uh, Scotty Tuhati on a pay-per-view. And just this last weekend, we seen Scotty Tuhati on a pay-per-view. That guy's doing all right for himself. You know, I heard he wasn't even in makeup at the pay-per-view. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> uh, Eddie Guerrero beat Perry Saturn and Dean Malenko in a triple threat match to retain, retain the WWF European Championship. That is an awesome match. I still remember that match to this day. Shane McMahon pinned the Big Show in a Falls Count Anywhere match for some reason. Chris Benoit defeated Chris Jericho in a I'm the Chris match, but it was also a submission match, and it was also for the Intercontinental Championship. Shane McMahon, that was probably when Shane jumped off the scaffolding on the big show. That was the which way did he go? Which way did he go? That's that stupid shit storyline that you keep swearing you know nothing about, but it was like the biggest thing in WWE back then, (laughs) which goes to show they've always been as shitty as they are currently. (laughs) We were just too young to notice. Also in 99, I was pretty much watching mostly WCW at the time with watching I was watching WWF also, yeah, both, but yeah, I didn't remember that shit show. <laughs> um, up next, we see Road Dog and X-Pac defeat the Dudley Boys in a double tables match. And the main event, Triple H defeated The Rock 6-5 to five in a one-hour Ironman match to win the WWF Championship. We also had Shawn Michaels as a special referee, so... Man, this pay-per-view was loaded with gimmicks, and it was uh, loaded with stars. This was... WWE in 99, WWF in 99, I should say, was just fucking full of stars. Yeah, there's nobody on this card I wouldn't have been totally stoked to watch at any point in my life. Yeah, yeah, and even going into the Sunday Night Heat matches, I mean, British Bulldog, hello. Um, Lita and S.A. Rios, I really liked S.A. Rios. Most people don't even remember who he was. I do. Godfather and D'Lo, yeah, great shit. And you got people like Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero, Triple H, Rock, Dudley Boys. Yeah, All-Stars. That's a good one. That's one I might just... I think I am uh, just started 99 on my Raw watching also, so I think I'll be getting to this one soon. Then I'll get to see that fucking storyline you're talking about, Pasty. Yay! Woo-hoo! You'll hate it. I will. <laughs> uh, sounds good. Now we're moving on to last weekend's pay-per-view. I say because last week we didn't even know that WrestleMania backlash was a thing, so we never (laughs) predicted for it. We got your results. (laughs) How the fuck we didn't even fucking know what was happening? We got to do Under Siege. Isn't Under Siege on the 15th? (laughs) Yeah, this weekend is the 15th. Oh, shit. The best part is I didn't even watch Under Siege. I watched Backlash. Well, Under Siege went off this weekend, and I watched it. Um, I'll save uh, save my, my main thought of the whole show to the end. But we started off with a what could have been an interesting match, Brian Myers defeating Black Taurus. And... Um, Dumb. Bad decision. Bad booking. 
Yeah, well, it, he cheated. He did cheat. I, I'll, I will give him that. But he um, he got way more offense in than I thought he really should or really would. I mean, hell, our, our tiebreaker was even. Will it go more than, what, four minutes or whatever? Three minutes. Yeah, so three, it's like yeah. I don't think anybody expected it to be amazing. Um, one thing I do like, I don't, I don't know if I just haven't paid attention lately or noticed or whatnot or if he just started doing this, but he's calling his finishing move the roster cut. I just love that. <laughs> There's one thing he's known for. Uh, yeah, but really wasn't a great match. I mean, if he was going to win, they did it all right. Um, Torus was setting up a superplex on the top, and Myers gave him the old thumb to the eye and then rolled him up. So, I mean. Man, I want to see him do that to a real bull. <laughs> the old thumb to the eye. <laughs> yeah, it probably worked pretty well if you could actually if you could make sure you could get it without without him getting you. <laughs> uh but yeah, nine nine minutes and ten seconds. That's a lot more than I thought. That's uh, almost that's like that's more than double what the tag team match of Taylor Wilde and Tanel Dashwood versus Kimberly and Susan got. Yeah, look at you calling all the matches tonight, because that's our next match. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Uh, Taylor Wilde and Tennille Dashwood defeating Kimberly and Susan in a slobber knocker of a match and an outstanding upset. This was the match of the century, folks. Now I'll let Fat Mac describe it to you. (laughs) Yeah, it was actually a lot of botches, a lot of being a step off it wasn't it's the great. typical Tennille dashwood match you mean it, it wasn't great um you know it's very rarely she's firing on all <laughs> cylinders i love her to death yeah but she she and with taylor wilde probably having ring rust on her yet you yeah know, just it didn't quite fit the way i wanted it to um caleb with a k is always fun with with Tennille, so i had fun with that and um Neil Dashwood and, and Caleb with a K. What if he was Caleb with the K, like he's their ketamine dealer? Ooh, he could be. <laughs> but, you know, that being said, it was also just a four and a half minute match. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, and there's no real story to it. So how, how could it, how good could it be even if they were, you know, firing on all cylinders? I don't think it would but it did look like they're kind of setting up and and i think we all see it coming a taylor wilde to dashwood feud because she did kind of celebrate with uh Tenille and and caleb after the match but she was kind of you could tell she was uncomfortable doing it so woo, yeah it's already shaping up through the pay-per-view of the year well, then we got a four-way tag team match, which is never sloppy pasty. No, never. What kind of four-way tag team is this? Is there only <laughs> two guys in the ring? No, it's uh, it's 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 all all out balls out. Oh, so like like tornado four-way tag team? Like yeah. Two, so we got eight, Ace Austin, eight. Madman Fulton beating Petey Williams and TJP. Triple XL's AC Romero and Larry D and Rohit Raju and Malabala Shira, who they're calling at least last, at least uh, I was going to say last night, at least on the pay-per-view, they called him the lion Ma or the lion Shira. 
Oh, nice. Makes me think of. They got to call him the modern day Mahabala. Makes me just think of like Shira from He Man, and I'm just. The modern day Mahabala. I would like his gimmick better if he came out dressed as Shira from He Man. There you go. He'd have some, some kind of character. (laughs) Um. Yeah, this one wasn't very good, and. You know what? I would have I would have probably gladly swapped the the time of the women's tag match with this one and only had four minutes of this shit. Oh jeez! And uh, you each get thirty seconds to get your shit in. <clears throat> it was, yeah, it, it wasn't really good. It, but the right people it wasn't won. Really good. Um. Yeah, because you picked them. <laughs> as i said last week too it's like i just don't even know anybody could have won i thought so um well if you thought that was bad fat mac i just got worse news for you because in our next match h john benjamin defeated willie mac i would pay to see that <laughs> i would fucking pay to see that but instead you got big Cass defeating willie mac yep yeah. In a match that underwhelmed me. Probably you could know, have went on for four minutes and twenty seven seconds. <laughs> I'm uh yeah, easily. <laughs> I'm uh I, I'm I'm not even gonna lie. I, I'm usually a, a mark for impact. Usually I'm watching impact and maybe even things that are don't seem as good to some people I really enjoy. Or I give them the benefit of the doubt. But man, this pay per view was not the most fun to watch. Um Willie Mack looked pretty good. Morrissey could not hang with him. He just could not hang with him. Bless his oh, heart. I mean, it's, he it's, tried. He's still Big Cass. But he'll yeah. always be Big Cass. I mean, and you know what? They they are. This match still helped him get over as a big monster because he's in there with somebody. Willie Mack isn't a small fucker either. No. But they sure played uh played Morrissey as as a uh, the the bigger, more dominant kind of cat. I feel like Morrissey would work better with Moose. You know what I mean? Like, Mac Mac is big, but he's not big like Morrissey and Moose are. I think Moose could actually help Morrissey to look really good. Right. Right. I I would agree. And, um, I don't know. That wasn't great. Morrissey versus Jordan Grace. What was next, Pasty? <laughs> Morrissey versus Jordan Grace. <laughs> Morrissey versus Jordan Grace. <laughs> now that we have the Knockouts Tag Team ta- Championship match, Fire and Flavor, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles, defeating Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering, and I goddamn almost picked them to do it too. I know you almost did. Ooh, I almost did. I actually thought you did when I was watching it because I, I honestly. I honestly wasn't sure who was winning when I was watching this. I was thinking you're probably going to win, but this was, this was a good match. This was, I have very little negative to say about this really at all. Um, Other than I don't know why they gave Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering like a three week fucking tag title run or two week tag title run. I, I, I don't know Rachel what that Ellering's was contract was probably with a guaranteed title <laughs> run, and now they got that out of the way. <laughs> but um, 
for sure Jordan Grace was the the MVP of this. She's just she's so underrated. She's so fucking underrated. Um, Kira and, and Tasha just were looked confident as hell. They they always looked like stars coming out. They did a hell of a job, um, kind of keeping keeping Ellering in the ring, working her over, and and keeping Jordan Grace out until good old Thick Mama Pump got the hot tag and, and kicked ass. So as she should, as she should. It was it was fun. It was fun. I I liked this. Um. This this was really good to be honest. Actually, God, what there? I think it was uh, Kira Hogan. She she was up on the turnbuckle with Jordan Grace, dropped Grace, throat first on the top rope, and then hit a fucking uh, slice bread to Ellering on the floor, and it's like holy shit! Nice. It was really it was a really impressive moment. I. I I'd say go back and even just watch that one moment, but they are a stellar tag team. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just this. This was really good. This was, I loved it. This was classic Impact. And next we have the X Division Championship match. Josh Alexander defeated ELP El Fantasmo. This was another badass. This was really good. This was an X Division style match. And uh, I'm not going to lie, man, seeing uh, New Japan's El Fantasmo strutting his his stuff. He's so charismatic. He was fun to watch on here. He really is the, in the ring, he's like the exact opposite of Josh Alexander almost in all ways, you know? Yeah. He's, he's his wrestling, and, yeah, his moveset and his personality are super flashy, and Josh Alexander's moveset and personality are just ground pound basic. But it it really worked. I thought it really fucking worked well. This one, I I think I gave it the perfect amount of time too, with just under seventeen minutes. I think if it would have been twenty, they maybe would have been too long. Maybe get winded, make a few mistakes or something. Any shorter, I would have probably bitched. All in all, I fuck. I've really, really enjoyed it. Woohoo! Yeah. Then we had your knockouts championship match. Of course, seeing Diana Pirazzo defend her gold and retain against Havoc. Because why wouldn't she? Right. Yeah. This this wasn't really bad per se but first of all i think everybody knew that havoc wasn't winning it yeah it's kind of just been basically she couldn't win the tag team titles yeah and she's been mostly a a a tag wrestler for the last couple of years for them so she really hasn't stood off on her own we knew this was just to make diana look good um she did come off as as the monster but you know in the end it's raza out wrestled her get your old fujiwara armbar on her and Remember back in the day when monsters would actually win matches? Yeah, that video game Rampage. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, back in the day they used to... They used to... Uh, 
win ma- well they'd win matches by cheating or this or that but yeah they they put the well like abyss in. umaga samoa joe you know oh, we're not like, talking back in the day we're talking back, we could talk back in the further day. back but i don't you know it, 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 they were all big fucking hairy ugly dudes back then so yeah <laughs> um, all in all this i mean this match wasn't bad but it was a i mean it's a championship match that was under nine minutes that's probably yeah what it should have been so yeah it wasn't, it wasn't a bad match it just wasn't great I mean, especially it was following 10 minutes for a women's championship match yeah and it, and it followed that knockouts tag match and the the x-division championship match and it's like it it couldn't follow it there was no but impact did put three women's matches on a pay-per-view i'd like to see more companies doing stuff like that that's because Impact's women's division is, you know, just as strong as their men's division, I would say. Yeah, and has been stronger than their men's division in recent past. Yeah, oh, for I sure. I would say. For sure. When Blanchard was there, I think it was the biggest thing going for the company. Probably. Then the tag division was hot then, too. Yep. Uh-huh. Speaking of tag division. Yeah, six-man tag division. No, I called the last one. You got to call this oh, one. Oh, I thought I called the last one. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> uh, that's, what, that's why I was trying to set you up. I was like, you can knock them down, basically. Anyways, we've seen the six-man tag match, the interpromotional tag match of Impact's Eddie Edwards and New Japan's Finn Juice taking on the elite comprised of AEW's Kenny Omega and Impact's Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. Yeah, was it as good as I thought it was gonna be? Uh, it was meh. Also, I think it was kind of too many cooks. I- I'm not gonna lie; I was kind of distracted when I was watching it too, so I didn't get to to focus and hone in on it completely. But that being said, if it was a great, great match, I wouldn't have been able to be distracted. So I did. I did see um. Eddie Edwards hit a, I believe, both a uh, tiger, tiger driver, and blue thunder bomb on old Omega. Those nice. two, those two were good in the. I've, I want to see those two in a singles match together, Edwards and Omega. I think that would be in an exploding awesome. barbed wire death match. <laughs> no, but um, you know, I think I'm trying to think. I think Eddie Edwards got the pin. He hit the his old Boston knee party. I think uh, I think it was kind of as we predicted that Edwards would probably get the win and Carl would probably take the fall. If I remember, right, yeah. I think that's how it ended. Was of course Carl took the fall. That's that's why he's there. <laughs> I mean, he's he's good. Don't get me wrong, but he's the little guy. If somebody's got to fall. It's him. Yeah, but it was it was good to see them give a rub to. I don't know. I would say the impact guys, but they're not really the impact guys. So I don't, I don't know what this match was supposed to do. <laughs> That's the other thing, I guess. It's like, it, it's not really good. It or was supposed bad to be Kenny company. Omega putting over impact talent. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he, That's put, all it I mean, is, but he only put over Eddie Edwards. Which is But fine. by proxy, Finn Juice also won. Yeah, but they're new Who Japan. are now signed. They're signed with impact. There is impact? contract. Yeah. 
the fuck did that happen? When they came over. Oh, they're still New Japan guys. Uh... I don't think they have a contract. I'm pretty sure they're New Japan guys. I could be wrong. I don't remember us ever talking about it, but then again, I can't remember. No, yesterday. but I was watching. I was because I that was when Omega was first getting into the Impact scene, and so I was watching it then. And I swear to God. Uh, well, maybe K, maybe kayfabe, but I don't think in real life. Oh. Anyways, that ended up tying us up, pasty four and four. Yeah. Yeah. And then that brings us to the main event. It's the big showdown, Fat Mac. Only one of us can win, and it's not coming down to a tiebreaker here because we didn't pick the same guys. No. Which also surprised me because I thought we did until I was doing the results. So I was kind of like, whoo! And then you realized you picked Moose. (laughs) (laughs) Which I would have won, I guess, the tiebreaker anyways, but still, I was kind of nervous there for a second. Um... So yeah, this was a six-way number one contender match for the Impact World Championship. Moose defeated Chris Bay, Chris Saban, Matt Cardona, Sammy Callahan, and Trey Miguel. They should have all been named Chris. Chris, 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 and Chris would have been cool. Uh, boy, this this match really um, it it actually sh- like sh- kind of shined everybody. Uh, which is good and bad. I would say it ended up being like a, a a good match, but not great. I mean, it's it's six men. It's not going to be great. And I think maybe if like a couple people were put aside and a couple people were pushed hard, maybe it could have been a better match. But it was good. I think everybody kind of got the rub. Chris Sabin uh, surprised me how well he did. Trey Miguel and Chris Bay were kind of on the, the same page for a while, worked together, and then fought nice. each other. They'd be a good tag team. Oh, they would be awesome together. Fuck yeah. Moose was Moose, and he was just wrecking everybody, and then he'd have to be out. Moose know? versus Omega is going to be a good match, man. The last time they were in a ring together, I think I think Omega made Moose look better than he's ever looked. He did. Sammy Callahan was, was just despicable, as always, which was pretty fun. Um, I actually almost thought Callahan was going to win, and he almost did win. But right before the three on the pin, um, Gallows and Anderson came out and pulled him off. They did not want to see Omega go against Sammy Callahan, and I'm hoping there's going to be some kind of a uh, storyline yes, going on Yes, Witchblade Conspiracy. So, or, or Wild Things. That's the actual tag team name of John Moxley and, and Eddie Kingston. Now. There you go. Just, just in case you were wondering, and they updated Moxley's theme song, so now it is the, uh, the one from the. I I seen that. That's yes, that's much from better. the baseball comedy starring, what's his fucking name, Tiger Blood winning. Um, two and a half man. Yeah, two and a half man. The man's name. That's his name now. Two and a half man. <laughs> it's the old two and a half man. But it's not two and a half man. It's tuna half man. So it's like half of a tuna. Tuna half. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I did. I did like the ending to this one also, though, where um, Chris Saban actually hit his his finisher, the package, the the package um, slam, uh, not pile driver, but I guess pile driver, <laughs> whatever. And, uh, and uh, 
on Matt Cardona. But Moose pulls out the referee and then gets the spear on Saban and pins Saban and gets it. So I thought that was a kind of clever nice. kind of way to get. I was hoping Chris Saban would be the and, loser of the match. Well, yeah, he's the veteran and he's passing it down to these young guys. He, he really helped. I think he was kind of the glue. You didn't really Please tell me it, Cardona but, did anything of note. Uh, he was there. He didn't look bad. <laughs> well, I mean, it's hard to look bad with a body like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but they did. You you could see that um, they, they were really selling the fact that, oh, the good brothers pulled out Callahan because they didn't want Omega to face him. But now they've now he's facing Moose and maybe you know, that could be worse <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Callahan should give Moose his baseball bat. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I uh This this one wasn't bad for yeah. the main event. It wasn't great, but it wasn't no, and bad. and if Kenny Omega's title run is like Street Fighter, I feel like Moose and Kenny Omega is a perfect match in this kind of video game cinematography cinematic universe. I don't know. I don't know what you call it, but it's right. it's good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's going to be solid. Man, what if they made like a AEW wrestling game, but it wasn't a wrestling game, it was like Street Fighter. Uh oh, like a like a fighter. Yeah, like a fighter. Yeah. That would be that, that would be, be awesome. badass. Yeah, give them some cool crazy special moves that like have to do with their 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 character. Make it make it an actually esports worthy title too where you could have tournaments and shit to promote the game and all that. That'd be cool. Yeah, you know they they started a game studio. They should really look into other things like that. I think. I think it'd be fucking yeah. I I'd I'd play that over a video <laughs> game or a, a wrestling game just to be honest. Oh yeah. Cause yeah. I just get bored. I don't I don't know how to explain it, but I get bored with a wrestling game after not too long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why things like Def Jam Vendetta and Backyard Wrestling were such a breath of fresh air back in the day. Right. Yeah. Those were a lot of fun, like just just goofy fun with, you know, familiar faces. I don't know. Good shit. Uh, <laughs> it is some good shit, buddy. It is some good shit. You beat my ass. Not good shit. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, because when I was watching it, I didn't remember everything that we picked, and I I honestly thought you were gonna win. I do like that Sammy Callahan almost won it though. That's good. Yeah, they made they made Sammy look strong. They made Sammy. Did you look did you like strong. pee your pants there at the end watching it live? Yes. Or whenever you watched it, yeah, I peed my pants. Good, that's what I needed. I know you. Hear. I know you wanted that. <laughs> I understand. I get it, buddy. Get it. <sighs> Whew, that was fun. Yes. Moving on to more fun, fun and oh, oh well, I guess we. So I won. Uh, best match of the night. I'm going with the X Division match as being the best, probably. I'm going with the women's tag team match. You do that, pasty. Yes. And I'm giving it a final grade of C plus. I was like, you know, the matches that were good were really good, and I almost made it a B minus, but I said no. There was so much mid to not good stuff that for Impact, I got to dock them. Mm. Impact should be better, so I docked them more because they weren't. I don't know. Maybe we didn't watch the same pay per view. We didn't. We, I'm gonna give didn't. it an S plus. <laughs> Super S plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Speaking of not watching the same pay-per-view, Pacey, you watched a pay-per-view this week. I, I, I well, <sighs> Kirsten watched a pay-per-view. I put it on and didn't make it very far before falling asleep. <laughs> I did wake up to see the zombie lumberjack match, and I was like, oh, man, I feel bad for you. <laughs> but uh yeah yeah I, I i did wrestlemania backlash the pre-show consisted of sheamus defeating ricochet yay that sounds like then there was a three-way that doesn't sound good at all <laughs> it really doesn't i don't know i don't know sheamus matches have been really good lately he's yeah, like ricochet? firing on all cylinders I, are we talking about the shit he was posting this week? Uh, about how he's he didn't he's post better anything than wrong. He said that he, he said he's better than Io Shirai. He's a wrestler yeah. saying that he's the best and better than people. I don't. I, I think people took it out of context because she's a female and he's a male. He's also a baby face, though. It doesn't make sense to cut a promo like that even on Twitter. I don't know. Have you ever seen a a baby face? not say they were the i'm best. better than that woman you've never you've never seen a baby face ever so most of the baby faces you say see say they're worse than women that they can't yes. beat women john cena says it all the time he says <laughs> i can't beat women and waves his hand in front of his face okay <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I get you, but I, I guess I didn't get huffy at it. I seen people I, were I mean, huffy I, at it. Let's be honest. Considering the shit that's come out about uh, men wrestlers in the industry. Io Shirai would kick women, his ass, though, I'm just going to say. Yeah, oh, I, I actually agree with you there in a, like a real fight. <laughs> but out yeah. of everything that's come out lately about men wrestlers to women wrestlers, is this really the worst thing you fucking no. can hear? So I mean, no. let's just be happy, I guess. <laughs> And maybe he didn't mean to say it. Maybe Seamus just kicked him in the head too hard, you know? Could be. Uh, it was the Ambien. That fucking Ambien. <laughs> it got Roseanne and it got fucking Ricochet. <laughs> Taking out all my heroes. All your favorite one named heroes. Who yep. <laughs> start with R. <laughs> fucking don't take Rihanna. Please don't take Rihanna. <laughs> Well, I mean, you could call her Riri, and then that's kind of two names. I guess Roseanne Barr, but she never goes by Roseanne Barr. No. Ricochet went by Puma King. King Ricochet or Puma Pants. Puma King. I don't know. Aha! Wow! We had the three-way women's championship match. Seeing Rhea Ripley defend her gold and win over Asuka and Charlotte Flair. Oh, she's the man. Yeah. Um, I think I think Asuka was just kind of there as the filler in this match to make sure Charlotte didn't take a pin. Other than that, pretty okay. Although WWE ain't letting Rhea be the Rhea she was in NXT. It's oh, weird. No, they wouldn't. You know it's that. weird. You knew they wouldn't. Yeah, what do we have next, Fat Mac? Next up, we got the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. 
the first ever father and son tag team in the oh. WWE. I, I was able to hear that one for sure. The, yeah. the little bit of the fucking pay-per-view I ever watched, I heard that. Defeated, They're the champions of nepotism. Defeated Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. The Dirty Dogs, as they're known these days, I guess. Are they really? I like that. Yeah. It's it's okay. It's like a, but... it, I think it's like a, 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 a like a riff on the, the Dirty Heels. Yeah. That's the way I look at it, at least. But, um, yeah, I mean, talk about, uh, I mean, Rey Mysterio is still a great wrestler, but talk about an older wrestler who shouldn't be holding titles in WWE and a young wrestler who hasn't paid his dues and shouldn't be holding titles in WWE, <laughs> defeating two workhorses who are always overlooked in Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Holy right, shit. Yeah, I, yeah. At one moment, you know, I, I thought on Sunday, I thought for a moment I seen my, my computer literally crying, and I think the internet wept all, at, at that moment. Because, <laughs> yeah, who the fuck is writing this shit? I don't know. I mean, I still got to say Dominic's good. He's not bad. He he doesn't look like a wrestler should look, at least in my opinion. He, he, he looks like a 13-year-old kid or whatever. He just looks like he's really big. Um. I also think it's funny that they, they, they're like, oh, the first father and son tag tag team champions. And then Dominic won the match with Eddie Guerrero's frog splash. And it's like, <laughs> is he Ray's son? Because you're really making it seem like he's more Eddie's kid. Uh, and then I don't know, are, you, are they going to rehash that storyline somewhere down the line? That'd be stupid. But everything everything Dominic does is paying homage to, to, to Eddie Guerrero, which is cool, but it's so weird. Yeah. <sighs> it's very weird. Yeah. Yep. And then we had the match we already talked about. Yeah, I guess we don't really have to rehash the zombie Lamborghini. Lamberjack. It's the old Lamberjack. <laughs> Lamborghinis. Lamborghinis with zombie makeup oh, all around the ring. That that would have been probably more entertaining. Dude, that'd be fucking badass. I'd watch that movie if it was advertised in my wrestling pay-per-view. Like, Could you imagine if you paid fucking 60 bucks to watch a fucking commercial for a zombie movie you probably never were gonna watch in the first place like if it was old school pay-per-views right I know, had... yeah i was just gonna say i'm pretty <laughs> sure i i'm pretty sure i've read that wwe is actually pulled out of all pay-per-view in the united states <laughs> but there's still pay-per-view going on in other areas and i could be wrong oh, about that i i haven't seen that from wwe i've just i've read that before and shit but yeah it's like yeah, we don't have to rehash it anymore, I guess. Uh, SmackDown. It's back from the dead. <laughs> I know, right? SmackDown Women's Championship match. Bianca Belair defeated Bailey in 16 minutes and two seconds. I did watch this one, and this was fucking better than watching Impact uh, Under Siege. I really yeah. enjoyed this match. Yeah. Belair is really good. Bailey's really good. And now they're teasing a hair versus hair match. Yeah, I think oh. yeah, yeah, I think it's almost all but official that there's going to be a hair versus hair match, which they're going like, to take Belair's hair away. Like Bailey, I mean, she has short hair; she doesn't have super long hair. But I, I like a hair versus hair stipulation with Bianca Belair, of course. But yeah, okay, yeah, 
Oh, I don't think Belero looked bad bald. It. It's okay. You know, if she did that, she could still carry around her hair and use it as a weapon. Yeah. I mean, she's a face right now, but maybe this would push her over the edge. Man, I think before she loses her hair, they need to do like a cage match where somebody ties her to the fucking top of the cage. She can do a last man standing match and then they can tie her to a fucking thing and then somebody cannot get the fucking keys and then they'll just... Or what about like a Cesaro swing with Bianca by her hair? Oh my gosh. (laughs) That would hurt so bad. (laughs) That would hurt so bad. Some people like their hair to be pulled. That is true, but I don't know if they like to be fucking yanked out of the roots. Like wowza. So long as it's even pressure, I don't think it can be that bad. Unless you get detached from your skull. <laughs> but yeah. yeah you know, yeah. actually, I, where the fuck did that? Somewhere just recently, I heard that like, the tensile of human hair, if it's like the whole head and everything, is like stronger than steel or something like that. Yeah, I think I've seen people like pull semis with their hair and shit. Yeah. 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 That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. We're learning about hair tonight, folks. The hair versus hair. That's how you know there's not a whole lot of news. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Uh, Good shit. Uh, Then we had the three-way for the WWE Championship match, seeing Bobby Lashley retain his gold against Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre. And what uh, I guess has been speculated by most, most many, many who've seen the pay-per-view is the best match of the night. Um, So that's cool. Just a bunch of big dudes doing big dude shit constantly. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going back and watching... This one and probably the the next one, to be honest. I don't know that I will, but. You know, this match would be a lot cooler if it would be Keith Lee instead of Braun Strowman. Well, they don't like Keith Lee. Ah. Vince doesn't no, they like hate Keith him. Lee. I don't like Vince. He doesn't like you. He told Good. me that the other day when we were at supper. Nice. Then we had the uh, Universal Championship. And then you sneezed. Yeah, and then he, oh, he lost it. <laughs> he was. Uh, Universal Championship match. Roman Reigns defeated Cesaro in a match that I couldn't believe fucking went on last. Why? Well, I love Cesaro, but he's definitely not. He a big deserves name. it. Well, you know he does. He does, but he's not a big name in WWE. And you had a WWE Championship match with Lashley, Strowman, and McIntyre—three huge names. Strowman drags that it's match like, way the fuck down. Well, yes, but he's still in WWE. He's still a big name. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, no, he's I a really big thought... man, not a big name. <laughs> I thought that would close the show up. I, I'm fine with Reigns and Cesaro doing it. And I, I don't know because I was skipping around because I only watched those two matches. Something's going on with Jimmy and Jay Uso. Huh? Do you know anything about that? Yeah, Jimmy came back and he's like, oh, I'm nobody's bitch. And then Jay's like, no, you gotta be with me and the family and we gotta support Roman. And then he came out uh, because Jay was wearing the shirt that says right hand man. So Jimmy Carrick came out with a shirt in the exact same font that said nobody's bitch. Oh, I thought it would say left hand man. (laughs) 
then he's trying to get Jay away from Roman. So, so I'm assuming we're going to get to see the same thing we saw at the beginning of all this over again. Yeah. that's what Just to catch him up to pace, <laughs> which is going to be fucking dumb. And I'm, I'm not going to have patience for it. I don't think, I hope they do something that I'm not anticipating and it's better. But at the same point, I don't want you to take Jay away from Roman either. I like it. I know it's kind of like, oh, it's a crutch, but it works. I want I want Jimmy and Jay with Roman, but I, I just don't want to go through the same fucking two pay-per-views I went through at the beginning of the year. The old Jimmy Jay, they call it. <laughs> and then it seems like uh, Seth Rollins is likely to be Roman's next opponent. Uh, but maybe are, maybe Jay leaves. Maybe they leave to go after Tag Team Gold and fucking Rollins and Roman team back up too because they're both heels right now, so it could go a lot of ways. Well, yeah, it, actually that could work out good because it could kind of be a... You could kind of play the whole Mega Powers thing because you have... It, just with heels because you got the head of the table, Roman Reigns, and then you have the Messiah, Seth Rollins, and they're working together, but... Each of them is wary of the other one because they both want. Yeah, they the both think they're alpha. better than the other one. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, can I just say how how have we not gotten Rikishi into this fucking whole storyline? It's so dumb because even when Jay was going through the shit at the beginning of the year, it was well, it was a wild yeah Afonsika who came. Yeah. It wasn't Rikishi. It wasn't their dad. It's like what's what's going on? Is something going on with Rikishi we don't know about or what? Because yeah, it's like why what the fuck is going on? You man? know, it's COVID though. It's COVID though, and if I was Rikishi, I would be I would be staying at home probably. Well if I was off and seek, I'd be staying at home. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah, but they're in young rocks, so they don't really need to be in real life. You know what I mean? They're like they're they're immortal now. <laughs> More than they've ever been before. Right. <laughs> Yes, they are. <laughs> I, I really I like, like having, all of the wrestlers portrayed in Young Rock. I like they're, they're having, uh, you know, good. it should have been Sika and Rikishi. You know, I get off on Sika yeah. and Samoans, but it should be dad and dad. You know what I mean? Dad and dad. Yeah. We're going to dad it. Um, so I don't know. I, that's just, that was just my thoughts. See, because then if you brought Rikishi in way back then. Then, like, somewhere in the future, you know, when you're about to do your WrestleMania in Hollywood, Rikishi can be like, oh, but all this time, I did it for The Rock. <laughs> and then The Rock's music hits. So you know, horrible. that would be the best thing ever. That would be so horrible. <laughs> I did it for The Rock. <laughs> the Rock says, all of a sudden, he comes out. That would be That would be awesome. Be cringy, but it'd be so. I'd. I'd mark it would out. be good. Would it would out. be that. Would be WrestleMania as fuck though. Oh, it would. I like. Yeah, <laughs> I would mark out for sure. And <laughs> that would be fun. Kind of like that, buddy. Uh, I'm good at ideas sometimes. You are. That's why you're the creative. And uh, getting into more creative pacey, we're moving on to the old. Oh, and of course, folks, if you didn't catch it at the top of the episode, we didn't realize this WrestleMania backlash was this weekend. So we never did predictions. So nobody, nobody won. Nobody lost. Well, except for me who kind of watched it sort of. Yeah, but I had to watch him. Kirsten so. really lost because she doesn't even really watch <laughs> wrestling anymore. And I'm like, we're going to watch this. I'm going to sit in the chair. I'm kind of sore. 
And then I was asleep in 10 minutes. <laughs> she watched the whole thing. Well, something that'll keep you going and creative as fuck is our Savage Sentinel pasty. And the Savage Sentinel starts off with hella creative Dwayne Johnson in a DC Comics role. Something we've never heard of. Yeah. It's never happened before. That Deadline.com reports Dwayne Johnson landed another DC comic role. This time he is set to voice Crypto the Super Dog in the upcoming animated feature from Warner Brothers, <laughs> the DC League of Super Pets. Now, Rock's Seven Bucks Production Company will also produce the animated movie, which hits theaters May 20th, 2022. Besides Crypto the Super Dog, the DC League of Super Pets also includes Streaky the Super Cat, Ace the Bat Hound, Comet the Super Horse, Beppo the Super Monkey, and Prote the Extraterrestrial. That's cool. The group first appeared together in February 1962, Pasty. And uh, it seems like this... this They all have really horrible names. Well, it was 1962. It worked back then. (laughs) Um, I like Ace the Bat Hound. Yeah, that's the only good one, though. I mean, Comet the Super Horse is is normal sounding, but Streaky? (laughs) And Beppo? Yeah. Book of the Beppo. Book of the Beppo. Um <laughs> it reminds me that's that's uh family guy, right? Uh, I, I don't speak know. Italian. Is it it's a good I think so. It's a good Italian restaurant chain. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I see this uh this rock DC thing. It's gonna I uh, it seems like it's got legs because um Rock's other movie what was it Adam Ant or whatever? Black Adam. Yeah, that movie. Um, he did the Seven Bucks production. Did that also. So it seems like maybe even if the surprising Rock he's leaning into that side of his heritage and didn't make him change it to Samoan Adam. <laughs> just saying. That's that's good. <laughs> um, so I could see even if I'm the Rock excited. isn't actually starring in things that I could see Seven Bucks production working with DC. We- we could see John Cena and The Rock in a fucking Justice League movie together. We could. That's so weird. We uh, now that you say that, we could. That that is weird. <laughs> and we could have John uh, Cena. We could have animated John Cena superhero interacting with animated Rock Dog. Oh my god! <laughs> and then and then in like five years, somewhere down the line, you know, Mrs. Johnny Cage, they could do DC versus Mortal Kombat the movie. <laughs> Dude, Warner Brothers and WWE are killing it right now. Oh. It's the shiz night, buddy. <laughs> things things are anything's possible, pasty. Anything is possible nowadays. The fucking <sighs> The invisible hand of the of the forbidden door has opened up all sorts of possibilities. Right. You know, it's weird because, you know, The Rock and John Cena are Warner and WWE is doing stuff with Warner. And now AEW president Tony Khan appeared at Busted Open Radio Tuesday to announce an alteration to their agreement with Warner Media. Warner just owns wrestling now. I know. <laughs> it's weird. The new agreement will see AEW Dynamite moving to TBS in 2022 and the debut of a new TV show called AEW Rampage. Sounds like it's just 
archival footage of Xavier Woods back in the day. But uh, <laughs> it's set to premiere on Friday, August 13th. Tony Khan also revealed that AEW will begin airing quarterly TV specials on TNT in 2022. And these four supercards will be similar to WCW's Clash of Champions specials. However, that is a trademark owned by WWE, so AEW will have to use a different name similar to Beach Break instead of Bash at the Beach. Champion Clash. Yes. <laughs> Champion Clash. <laughs> yeah, because remember, WWE owns Clash of the Champions and Clash of Champions both. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what if they do the Clash of Champions? Ooh. The Clash Champions. <laughs> the Clash Champions. The Champions Clash. <laughs> Two multiple champions meeting together in the middle and hitting each other. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, boy. Rampage is scheduled to air on Friday nights at 10 p.m. That's immediately following SmackDown on TNT, which will allow them to not have to compete with SmackDown. As I had said, the one-hour show will tape on Wednesday, but is expected to air live on week before uh, a week before a pay-per-view in the same city as the pay-per-view. From all things I've heard, well, that would just with make Rampage sense. and assume. Dynamite both moving to TBS in January. AEW's use of blood and profanity may change as the standards and practices is different on the pay cable channel of TNT. Many fans have pointed out that the TNT title may have to change its name due to changing stations. However, Dave Meltzer said that is the plan that the plan right now is to keep the title as is. Now here's my thing. It says TNT. All you got to do is take a little bit of those letters out for it to say TV. I I agree. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's really not a hard Um, fix. Well, and I mean, to be honest, you know, TNT is, uh, is technically dynamite. It's the, it's the parent company. Well, yeah, it's also dynamite and it's the parent the, company of a, well, you know, I mean, parent it's, company. it's their OG channel though. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? That's D- like D- the top of Turner. TBS is the OG channel. Look, <sighs> I don't know. TNT was always like the big thing back in the I day. I know, but TBS, TBS is bigger now. I think it's a great thing for for dynamite i just yeah it's gonna suck if they have to soften the program i guess maybe i don't know i don't know either because too much blood it's like and yeah it, I'm, I'm kind of torn on the the move because i mean in some ways i guess it's kind of a lateral move but in other the ways cool it's thing like, is TNT, you could like watch aew and then watch uh no that's true tv now uh, i was gonna say impractical jokers right afterwards fuck yeah, it's like TBS TBS reaches more households, which is always good, but I don't know many people that watch TBS and I know a lot of people that watch TNT, so You know what's really sad though? What was that? AEW at least uh um Rampage is kind of well, no, cuz Conan only aired Monday through Thursday, but they're filling Conan's time spot cuz his show's coming to an end. That makes me sad. Oh, he was on TBS, huh? Yeah. I forgot he was on TBS. Actually, I didn't know what channel he was on. No, nobody else did either, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Conan, but yeah. It is really sad because I used to watch um, Mario Lopez's late night show all the time, and then I'm Conan came, and I stopped watching them. 
And I loved Conan. I loved Conan on NBC, but NBC fucked him over hard. They did. Um, yeah, Rampage is a weird choice, I feel, for uh, the name. Just because I think... Unless, that... unless like, maybe maybe uh, Miro's your top guy on that show, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I get the... I get the... The the adjective rampage yeah. or the the verb or whatever you want to call it but it's like when i think of rampage i guess i think of two things i think of the video game the video game which wwe's the rock starred in and i think of rampage who is a mma fighter and impact wrestling fighter and it's like <laughs> so did they ask him? Did they make sure it was okay that they <laughs> used this for their show? It title? just seems weird that yeah, I I don't mind ramp. I mean, rampage is a good word for a wrestling show. It's just yeah, it's already been associated with so much other wrestling paraphernalia, if you will, or whatever that. But this is good. This is good. This shows that Turner is is still planning on investing in uh, AEW. They're giving them an extra hour. Um, they're moving them to their their basic cable. They are, uh, they got, uh, AEW got like an eight figure deal out of it too. Uh, yeah, they, well, they're, because of the new show, they're making more money out of it. It's, it's the same, they're making more money, but they're not getting an extra eight figure because they, this isn't a no. new deal. This is an alteration of their deal. Yeah, but so it moved it up to what I had heard. Deal now is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Because their their deal isn't up until what twenty twenty five. Yeah, they just signed a five year deal at the beginning of last year. Yeah, so 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 this is an alteration. So it 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 bumped up that that initial deal because they're getting more uh, getting more content, which is good. That's good. And they're getting these, you know, these uh. These four TNT specials is going to be cool. So they're still going to have wrestling on TNT, which is good. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like, like um, you know, another four pay-per-views a year almost, except for their free shows everybody can watch. I mean, that's kind of like what they were doing originally already, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I like that. I, I Yeah, I'm perfectly okay with that. I like it. I think it works. I'm excited for this. This is good. This is good news. I think it's awesome that Tony Khan went on Busted Open Radio to discuss it. I, that, that's awesome. Hell yeah. Um, when was the last time Vince went on Busted Open Radio? I don't know. You'd have to ask Bully Ray. <laughs> and Mark Henry. Oh. I'd love to see Vince doing podcasts. That'd be the coolest thing. I don't think he ever would, but that would be so awesome. <laughs> and um, before we move into comings and goings, I'll just drop this in there since you opened that. Fucking the Jeff Jarrett podcast is amazing. Just super awesome. Never going to listen to it. Oh, he not only is he a great teller of stories, but I mean, the man is probably has got one of the most interesting wrestling careers you could ever come by. And he's been, in, hear... he's been in every promotion. You know what I mean? I did watch an excerpt of one of the episodes where he was talking about his relationship with Kurt Angle before and after Karen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's just got so much stuff and. And you know what? You know you know that fucking Conrad's podcast legacy is getting too big because, like, a couple weeks ago, he had a show on his Something to Wrestle podcast, which is uh, with Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard, yep. So he has that show, 
Bruce Pritchard was busy, so he did a remix of that show where he played an old episode, but would chime in on it and, and talk about things. And he had a host of his other show, Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> chiming in on it. So he did a remix <laughs> of his old show on the show currently with a co-host from his other show. It's like, <laughs> holy shit, this is getting way too big. The fact That's that- nothing fancy, dude. We used to do that all the time when we were running buttered pop culture. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> that was, uh, oh, I just had, I, when I seen that, I just was like, whoa, this guy's getting too big. For his own britches. He's got his own cinematic universe now. He does. He has his own podcast <laughs> universe. He has his own fucking, I mean, you could, you could literally just do uh adfreeshows.com and you could probably have your whole week's worth of viewing and listening right there. Yeah. Like you, you could probably go do that without ever watching any other TV and, and fill up your whole time. Cause all of his podcasts now are video and he's got all the extra shit on there. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> Not so. Oh, then we got comings and goings, pasty, which is fair. There's a lot to talk about here this week. (coughs) It was reported Thursday by PW Insider and Fightful Select that Don Callis is no longer an executive in any capacity for Anthem Sports and Entertainment or any of their brands, including Impact Wrestling. Damn. Callis still remains with the company as a performer, though. Callis reportedly officially finished up with his impact duties last month. He had slowly been decreasing his responsibilities outside of the impact creative team for some time. Going back to last year, Callis officially left the impact creative team in April. Impact streamlined their creative team with Callis's exit, and there are no current plans to replace him. It was noted that the nucleus of the current Impact Creative team is Executive Vice President Scott Diamore, Tommy Dreamer, R.D. Evans, and Jimmy Jacobs. Uh, You know, that's a pretty solid creative team. It is pretty good. It is pretty good. Tommy Dreamer don't have to lose no more matches this way. Oh, you, oh, dude, he's been part of creative like, since they restarted. He's He's been booking his losses. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's important for older guys to put over young talent. I get it. I get it. Yeah. They're still and, playing this And Tommy's like been doing that since though, he was they? a young talent. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're still playing it off as a story, like where Callus's contract is up in the storyline soon. Right. Or something like that. I think I saw Scott Diamore say something about it in the promo. I yeah, they've been, they've been playing it up, so it's yeah, they've been doing it on air, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. And that reality fiction. Man, I don't thing. want Don Callis to like be an AEW guy. You know what I mean? I don't want him to get into the corporate AEW structure. I have a feeling he'd Vince Russo the place. I don't maybe, but I will say one thing, he will. <laughs> I mean, like, well, him and Jericho are like best friends. Yeah. And him and Omega are best friends. Uh-huh. 
and those are two power players over there. He's, he's the kind of slimy dude to try to like you know take the company slyly from Tony Khan or some shit. That, that's or, his character. You know, I don't know that. What's he's even worse? Like that. Yeah, but what would be even worse is if they do a storyline like that. Yes. Oh, I agree. I, I agree. I don't, <laughs> we don't need that storyline. No. I, I would prefer him to be a. I would prefer him to be a behind the scenes guy and not on camera. If he did that, but. I don't even like him talking for Kenny Omega most of the time. As every time he has a mic, like he says good things, yeah, but there's so much cringe to it. Like he he thinks he's Paul Heyman, but he's definitely not. You don't like Don Callis on the mic, but you still like Tony Khan on the mic. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. Don Callis is an old carny promoter and it shows and he just feels grimy and I don't I don't know. So I just don't like it. <laughs> he is an old school wrestling guy. I mean yeah. and he does carry himself like one, so Yeah. But that's who I want running my wrestling shows. I guess. I just I feel like you like like I said, you let him in, then then Russo's gonna get in and it's gonna be like really bad. Why is Russo know. coming in? Because I feel like Don Callis and, and Vince Russo lick each other's buttholes on Wednesdays. I I think you really think that Don Callis is his character. <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> turned up to 11, right? That's what you do. You are yourself turned up to 11. That's how you do it effectively. That's, that's how fucking, that's what Kane does. <laughs> he's just a, he's just a, a he, he, he was a dentist. Who died and went to hell and then came He's back. He's a Republican governor mayor now. Yeah. That, <laughs> that is that is worse than that is worse than a demon and almost as bad as a dentist. <laughs> I jest. Don't kill yourself, dentists. <laughs> uh moving on. We got some good news here, Pasty. Some some news that was super unexpected and caught me off guard, to be honest, because I thought he had finally thrown in the towel officially for good but no he's a wrestler he didn't do it former ring of honor world champion davy richards signed with mlw nice. was revealed in mlw's open draft launch on thursday he will make his mlw debut on saturday july 10th in philadelphia pennsylvania mlw ceo and founder court bauer had this to say pasty he said davy isn't just a world-class workhorse he's a beast one that's going to instantly change the dimension of the in-ring product in MLW. I have tremendous amount of respect for Davey. He's been one of my favorites to watch for over a decade, and I'm happy to welcome him to our newly expanded roster. Richards is a former Ring of Honor World Champion, three-time Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion with Eddie Edwards, five-time TNA Tag Team Champion with Eddie Edwards, former PWG World Champion Pro Wrestling Gorilla, a three-time pro wrestling gorilla world tag team champion with Eddie Edwards and a former IWGP IWGP junior heavyweight tag team champion. Who do you think that was with pasty? Eddie Edwards. Yes. The American wolves. They're so fucking awesome. Uh, he's been wrestling since 2004. I want an IWG pasty championship. Thank cool. you for saying that. <laughs> uh, he, Davey Richards. He's been wrestling since 2004. But he has previously taken time off from pro wrestling to become a doctor and a firefighter. So this motherfucker don't fuck around. He became Doctor Britt Baker. No, she's she's a she's a DDS like like Isaac Yank like Kane, like Glenn. Jacobs, oh, she's a DMD, which is a 
Well, that's a DDS. Doctor of Medical Dentistry. Yeah, that's a DDS. What the fuck do you think a no. DDS is? It's a DMD. It's, the... <laughs> it's like how a DUI is a DWI. Get it, get it together, buddy. No, you're a doctor that works on teeth. Driving while intoxicated and driving under the influence are two different things. I wouldn't get that. Would be funny if that a were DWI true. if I was high and driving. Hey, yeah, would get a DUI. You'd be driving while intoxicated. You do get DWIs no, for under... you. you, you... Yeah, you an know. STI and an STD aren't the same thing. Anyways, this is awesome. Um, I, I will say I, I would rather he go to Impact and, and be with Eddie Edwards, but maybe it's good for those two to be apart. Eddie Edwards has really made himself his, his own man there. Uh, Davey Richards was the first one to really break out and become a single star because after he ended up winning the world ROH world champion before Eddie Edwards did when they were there, but. I want to see Davy Richards versus Steven Richards. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. I love Steven Richards. Right to Censor had the best theme music ever. Wasn't it just a siren? Yes. <laughs> <coughs> it's good shit. Good shit. Such good shit. I don't know a whole lot about Davy Richards, but I'm going to learn. Well, now we're going to get into stuff that isn't such good shit, or at least some talents that WWE thought wasn't good shit, Pasty. Well, they thought they weren't good shit, but this is probably good shit for those talents because they have not been used properly, at least most of them. Uh, several NXT talents were released on Wednesday. Jessamine Duke, one of the four horsewomen of MMA. After a career at the MMA and the UFC and Invicta, Duke signed with WWE in 2018. She appeared on Raw Underground last year, picking up win over Avery Taylor. She has not been in action since then, because if Ronda Rousey ain't coming back, they don't got they don't nothing for her. you. <laughs> NXT also lost Vanessa Bourne, a.k.a. Daniel Camila, trained under WWE Hall of Famer Rikishi, who refuses to go on TV. She signed with WWE in April 2016. Bourne was reportedly called to the main roster in January 2020 after re-signing with WWE, but never appeared on it. <laughs> she worked as an NBA dancer, an NFL cheerleader, and Fox Sports presenter before signing with WWE. Her last match was a six-woman match at the January 31st, 2020 NXT live event. Um... Give me a second here, Pasty. The next one starts right there. I got it. Gotcha. Skylar's story, Brandy Lauren Pawlak. She was formerly known as Ava Story and Brandy Lauren on the Indies. And also spent about a year with Impact Wrestling from 2017 to 2018. She has not wrestled since a Battle Royal on September 23rd, 2020 NXT. Damn. And then there's old EJ, Ezra Judge, or Ezekwiri Seer Nduka Jr. How was that, Pasty? So then no relation to Mike Judge? No. <laughs> but he is related to Mike Nduka. <laughs> uh, EJ, was, EJ was signed in August 2019 after multiple WWE tryouts. Judge previously played arena football and was a pro bodybuilder for the IFBB. He last wrestled at a March 6, 2020 NXT live event in Melbourne, Florida, losing to Arturo Rouse. 
That was just his second match with the company as he had lost his debut match to Dorian Mack. Two matches and you're out. That's it. That's all you get. I don't know. This guy got more than two matches, though. Probably a lot more than he deserved. Way more. Alexander Wolf, otherwise known as Axel Tischer. Actually, he just wrestled on this week's NXT, losing to Killian Dane. He was attacked by Marcel Barthel and Fabian Aikner. <laughs> Marcel Barthel. <laughs> I'm yep. sorry. That just fucking tickled me all of a sudden. Sorry. Marcel Barthel. Wow. I haven't been watching NXT for a while. I, know, I didn't know the existence of Marcel Barthel. <laughs> it's really Marcel Barthel. No, these guys are all, uh, they're all um, Imperium dudes. I figured Alexander Wolf was jumped out. out of Imperium on NXT this week, yeah. and then they fired his ass. Yeah. Yes. And, of course, he was a former Sanity member who signed with WWE in April of 2015, never to be used properly. Or maybe he was used as properly as he could because I don't think he ever really struck a, uh, anything with either of us. No. And uh, somebody who they had tons of fucking ovation and fanfare for signing who they never did anything with was Kavita Devi, real name Kavita Dalala. Former TV presenter and powerlifter signed with WWE in October 2017. And WWE quickly touted the first female pro wrestler of Indian nationality to wrestle for WWE. Of course. She worked the 2017 May Young Classic before signing with WWE. She then lost to Dakota or in the May Young Classic. She lost. I can't talk, Pasty. What's going on? I don't know. In that May Young Classic of 2017, she lost to Dakota Kai in the first round. Earlier this year, she had returned to India to deal with a family emergency, and she has not returned to the United States since then. Hmm. Uh, NXT referees Drake Younger, that's Drake Wirtz, and Jacob Clemens were also released. I love how they gave a referee a ring name. Oh, you got to do it. He's the man. That guy. That guy's the guy who stormed out of a fucking Triple H's meeting backstage when he was talking about the BLM movement and all the the, the shit after George Floyd got killed. This dude is a bad dude. It's bad. It's not bad. Good. Jackson Riker still has a job though. <laughs> I know, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, and people who may or may not be bad dudes, depending on what you believe from the past and the present, and perhaps the biggest name out of all of these. NXT releases was Patrick Clark, better known to NXT fans as the Velveteen Dream. He had been back at the WWE Performance Center in recent weeks after being away for some time. Following some controversies and an injury in 2020, Dream had not been on NXT TV since losing to Adam Cole on the December 23rd episode. Dream signed with WWE in October 2015 following a run on the sixth season of WWE Tough Enough earlier that year, which I didn't even know Tough Enough was still around, so wow. He leaves the company as a one-time former NXT North American champion. Dream reportedly had some behavioral issues, but had support from higher-ups in the company, which led to animosity among his co-workers. This according to Brian Alvarez. Brian reported that Clark had friends in WWE who were, quote, very, very high up in the company. This reportedly had some people feeling uncomfortable with going to management about his behavior because he was close with that management. It was indicated that Dream's release was not due to the previous allegations against him, which we've talked about in the uh, um, 
in the previous. But because of current behavior issues, um, which I suppose we should discuss now because rumor has come out, but nothing has, has been... Not, nothing's been officially said that it's yeah no uh, there's there's rumor that has come out but nobody's officially went on the record about it so it's hard to really even report on it right now for for cases of if it's not true and right and the backlash from that so basically let's just say next week we'll folks we're not ignoring the thing and it's not that we haven't heard about it but we're gonna wait it one just of wwe's one of wwe's artists this week though called him one of the most unprofessional people they've ever worked with yes and the word diva has been thrown around oh yeah <laughs> have you seen him in the ring yeah like, i knew that from day one like you said your real life personality dialed up he yeah i think he was a real life personality dialed down to eight <laughs> uh yeah so more will probably definitely come out about this um if not about dream about somebody else because something went down and we're going to find out about it. We're going to get to the bottom of this pasty as soon as somebody else does. <laughs> yeah, as soon as somebody else puts in the work for us and reports on it. <laughs> That's how investigative journalism works, folks. Damn right. Just call us TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then the shitty Yep. Part. Dream over. I'm hoping at this point probably no other company picks them up, which kind of it hurts to say because there was one point where I was really uh re- really a big oh, dream. I, fan. I had yeah, I had high hopes for him, but stuff happens. That's life, and so is life. Pasty when you're a pro wrestler is getting injured, and ooh, we got an injury report to get into here. Yeah, people be hurting this week, Fat Mac. New Japan Pro Wrestling announced Thursday that Will Ospreay suffered a neck injury back on May 4th and will be returning to the UK for treatment and rehab of the injury. This is forcing him to vacate the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship since there is no timetable for Ospreay's return. New Japan noted further announcements on the status of the IWGP World Heavyweight title will be made at a later date. Ospreay suffered the injury during his win over Shingo Takagi and New Japan Pro Wrestling's Dontaku Day 2 event and Fuck You, Oka, Japan. (laughs) He won the title from Kota Ibushi back on April 4th at the Sakura Genesis 2021 event. Man, this has been a long time coming. This is like, I don't, it's, it's almost the reverse of Finn Balor going to raw, winning the championship and having to give it up. You know what I mean? Osprey has been after this for as long as I've been into new Japan. Yeah. But I don't like him, So I don't think he deserves it anyway. So this is good in my world. I was shocked when he won it. I, I ain't gonna lie. I was super fucking shocked when he won it. Uh, yeah, I think Pasty. They need to have a like an annual event held in in fuck you, Oka, Japan, and they just, <laughs> but they but they need to shorten it down to just fuck you day one, fuck you day two. I think, and it's like a sixteen day thing. Fuck so you every day, day seven. Fuck you. Day, fuck you day thirteen. <laughs> oh, well, Pasty. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> we uh, that's it. 
You could say okay A as okay. That works okay. for me. Okay. Fuck you. Okay. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> uh, talked a lot about the uh, American Wolves' Davy Richards earlier in the comings and goings. Well, his uh, former partner Eddie Edwards underwent surgery for appendicitis on Monday of this Ooh. week. It was reported earlier this week that Edwards was in Nashville and dealing with a case of appendicitis, although it appears that he had already had the appendectomy on Monday, May 17th. You like how I said the word correctly? Appendectomy. Yes. Uh, Edwards is said to be comfortably resting following the operation, and no timetable has been given for his return to the ring. But doctors usually give a time frame of around three months before a return to physical activity is advised in this situation. However, in the past, some pro wrestlers have returned from the surgery in two months, so who knows? Not us! Until somebody else reports on it. Yes! <laughs> uh, Noelle Foley, the daughter of the King of Deathmatch, best-selling author and professional Santa Claus, Mick Foley, has revealed via her Twitter that she has been diagnosed with a rare hearing disorder called hyperkusis it's when your father loses their ear in a hardcore match and you suffer for it later in life <laughs> i know that's the worst thing i thought of it's like phantom pains for your children right? i love that <laughs> a person diagnosed with hyperacusis has a low tolerance to many everyday sounds which are perceived by the person as uncomfortably loud and sometimes physically painful it's kind of Noelle like said, it's kind of like listening to commentary of Roz, what she said. <laughs> That's how she described it. Right. Noelle said that her diagnosis stems from a concussion she suffered back in 2019. And she also opened up about her struggles with post-concussion syndrome and tinnitus. And her dad said, what the fuck? Toughen your ass up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is just her way of saying she doesn't she doesn't have what it takes to be a wrestler. Oh, I've got hyperacusis. I can't be around large screaming crowds of people. It's just too much for me. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like, I haven't even started wrestling and I've already got a concussion and lost and, and fucked up my ears. My God, my dad all over again. What would happen if I stepped in a ring? I'd just die. Right. Speaking of people dying, Pasty, that didn't happen with this next feller. AEW has announced Austin Gunn, <laughs> who faced Anthony Agogo on this week's AEW Dynamite, sustained injuries during the match and will be out of action for eight to ten weeks. The one-sided contest saw Agogo striking his opponent several times in the gut, which led to Gunn bleeding from his mouth. And the referee tried to stop the match initially. Gunn stopped him, went for a single-leg takedown, but to no avail. Agogo eventually hit Gunn with a pop-up punch to the face, and the referee called off the match. Now, he is legitimately out on injury, but people are debating whether the uh, whole gut punch, blood in the mouth thing was is a work and a way to write him off, or if... He really got injured. Like it that. makes a go-go look really good before his match with Cody. So I'd say it's not real. Right. But he is going to be out for uh, injury. So I want just... him to have a gimmick where he punches people so hard in the gut that they bleed from the mouth. Though. <laughs> like that would be awesome. Have him start coughing up body parts and stuff. Have chew up some hot punches them so hard in the gut. Green slime comes out yeah, of their I mouth. See people like have like chewed up hot dog down there and, <laughs> under the mat throw them out they throw that in their mouth real quick roll in the ring he hits them in the gut 
punch Triple H in the gut and he spits water out. <laughs> and tears his quad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, more bad news for AEW pasty. Ray Phoenix is currently on the shelf and will not be working double or nothing due to the injuries. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, this is. It's believed that the injuries occurred during a recent match in Mexico, where, of course, he and his brother are. <laughs> that's just where the news ends. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we know. That's that's it. That's The fucker ain't coming. He ain't doing it. There is a crisis at the border. News doesn't come across <laughs> enough. It's not good. <laughs> Man, sucks. Uh, I mean, is is uh, is Penta back yet? Even or is it still somebody pretending to be him? I I I think I. You know what? I honestly don't know. I think the the actual Penta's back, but fuck, who knows? <laughs> Maybe he's just he, down there's, here. There's never been a real Penta because <laughs> they've been doing a lot of defending the uh, AAA tag championships down there. So. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he's still there. I don't know. The The original Penta was really Doink the Clown. <laughs> good and old then Matt. we get into a really... Good old Matt Bourne. <laughs> good old Matt Bourne. Doinkage. Matt Bourne and Evan Bourne have relation? Yeah, they don't, but yeah. Yeah. You know what? Pasty. There's so much nepotism in wrestling. I just always have to ask. I was talking about a, I was talking about a young man by the name of uh, uh, what the fuck is his name? Pasty. Oh, I was just telling my, I was just talking to my son's friend about him. Uh, um, what's his name? Old one legger. Uh, Zach Zach Gowan. Zach Gowan. Yes. I was talking about him, and my son brought up a good point. How come? How come they never had him fucking win the Royal Rumble? Because <laughs> he couldn't. Yes. He couldn't lose. He could never lose. Both feet. Yes. He could Both never feet have to touch the floor. Yeah, that motherfucker. He 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 can't lose. He just wins every Royal Rumble by default. Just you put him in there. They. Th- I I want to see him throw. I want to see him get tossed over the top Everybody, rope like eight every times. Every contender one, throws yeah, him out. Every single one throws him out, and he still wins in the end. <laughs> It'd just be the best shit ever. <laughs> Somebody goes and finds his rotten foot from a dumpster somewhere. <laughs> right. Oh, dude, that would be awesome. Uh, I don't know what made me think of that. Evan Bourne made really me good. think of it. But... <laughs> well, they are little flippy dudes. They are little flippy dudes. Little flippy dudes. And speaking of little flippy dudes, Pasty, we are about out of time. Got a full show yes. in. Yes, we did. Here I am, rock you like a hurricane. All right, scorpions. Yes. With that being said, like, folk, uh, avoid scorpions. And like scorpions, spread rock and toxicity. Yeah. I, I would spread love like cancer. I like that. Yes. And zombies. Spread love <laughs> like the zombie apocalypse. Uh, rest in peace, Miz and John Morrison. Well, we saw well, you welcome die. Welcome back, Morrison. <laughs> He's the un, he's the they un, should have just had they should have just had like Morrison show up on Raw on, on Monday like like and totally do like our truth segment like whoa that was weird <laughs> and then just go on great you know that'd be awesome but yeah I think oh. uh, we're gonna hit on the old dusty trail uh, dream over. <laughs>